we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the today on the show on the Core here on American Family Radio. Don't forget to check us out on the internet, AFR.net's our website, AFR.net's that URL. You can find us in the App Store. You can download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone or your tablet device. You can do that at your convenience, and we don't charge. It's free to download the American Family Radio app. We are live streaming on Facebook on AFA at the Core show page. We're live streaming the video. We are uploading the video after the fact to our streaming platform, AFA Streaming Platform. Uh, Streaming.afa.net is that URL. We're uploading the show each day for you to watch at your convenience whenever you uh, are able to do so. So that's just a handful of ways to keep up with the show and one thing you can't say about the show is I just don't know how to find you guys <laughs> because we are quite uh, all over the place as far as uh, platforms and locations where you can find the core, where you can listen to the show um, and just uh, and hopefully benefit from it. Uh, jumping into our scripture for the week, we're in Psalm chapter 14. A lot of wisdom here in, in the book of Psalm. We're in chapter 14. We're continuing these uh, Psalms of David. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned away and all have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all these evildoers know nothing? They devour my people as though eating bread. They, they never call on the Lord. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. So a lot of a lot of wisdom here, and we could take this a couple different places um, for today, but I want us to focus on this for this sunshiny Monday. David says, verse 1, there is no one who does good. He says again, verse 3, there is no one who does good, not even one. And you can go a lot of places and get some encouragement. You can uh, get some uh, what some call some prosperity about how believing in God is going to make you rich and famous and you're never going to have wants and desires again. And we know that's that's not the gospel. That's not the whole counsel of, of God. Although God does allow us to prosper spiritually, he allows us to prosper with eternal life, which is a 
the uh, the primary purpose of God restoring and opening salvation up to the Jews and the Gentiles, but a a humble reminder to myself and to our audience and to everyone listening today that um, there is not one uh, that does good. And and when when you when when we say that when when the psalmist here in uh, when David says that he's talking about from God's standard there is not one that does good God is perfect God is without sin um, and we should all be humbled knowing that we're all sinners that we're all sinners and we uh, we need to have humility about that and we all get it wrong at times and I think that's it's it's healthy to have that kind of humility. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying we need to wallow, wallow in our in our pity and act as if we are uh, disabled and we just can't do anything from a spiritual standpoint. But uh, we always need to have it in our mind. We always need to be reminded uh, that number one, we're not perfect. Number two, we're sinners, um, and we need to approach situations in that manner. Uh, not. We don't need to be haughty. We don't need to be proud. We don't have, need to have our chest all poked up. Uh, we need to be humble, uh, understanding our place in the scheme of eternity. Uh, jumping into stories for today, speaking of being right and <laughs> being wrong, and um, the the same ruling class that have been running this country for decades upon decades, um, they keep telling us things, and boy, do we keep buying it. We keep just buying it. Um, we bite the, the bait, and they, they reel us in, and they get us all worked up over the narratives that they establish, that they create. And I'm talking about the American public here. Well, one story that the New York Post attempted to bring our attention to during the election cycle, and I talked about this for a few minutes last week, was the Hunter Biden, the son of the president now, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, the uh, laptop story that was released by the New York Post in uh, October of 2020, just about, I don't know, a month before the election, thereabouts. Well, uh, some called it the laptop from hell, and um, I think that's a pretty accurate description. It had all of the personal business of Hunter Biden on the laptop that was reportedly dropped off at a computer shop in Delaware, and it was um, reportedly that Hunter Biden didn't go back and pick it up. So that's so the, the computer shop basically became the owner of the laptop, if you will. After so many days, if you don't pick up your belongings, your uh, property, then it just becomes the property of the shop because you left it there. So that's what happened, and this computer shop owner... Uh, called in the FBI, said, look, this is, I think this is Hunter Biden's laptop, so you guys need to take this. It has some very explicit uh, illegal material on it. So that's how that all went down. Well, I mean, as soon as the story broke from the New York Post, uh, the Democrats, the, uh, the, the mainstream, the media conglomerates, the large tech platforms, I mean, all these major players, what, the, the, what I call the Democrat establishment, the Democrat uh, operation, they all started attacking the credibility of this New York Post story. And they called it Russian disinformation. Uh, Vladimir Putin must have planted this laptop. 
uh, this is not true. There's no way this is true. Nobody can verify <laughs> the veracity of this laptop. Well, as it turns out, the laptop's legit. The laptop is legitimate, and uh, the New York Times admitted such. I would say they confirmed such, but they didn't confirm anything. They simply regurgitated and um, and admitted that this story was true all along. And there were voters who were polled after the election that didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Why? Because people censored it. They blocked it. They wouldn't allow it to circulate on the Internet. Many people were polled and questioned as to if they would, if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story, would they have voted differently? And the overwhelming majority of them said, yes, I would have voted differently. I would have voted for Donald Trump had I known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. These are Biden voters. As I said last week, election interference 101. That's what this is, election interference 101. Uh, I got this story here out of uh, Fox News, and there it, it talks about how MSNBC, CNN, and CBS all told their viewers that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. I mean, word for word, they said this. They didn't say it might be or it could be or we don't think this is credible. No, they said flat out, this is Russian disinformation, talking about the laptop. So I've got that story, but I also have the what the New York Post calls the spies who lie. 51 intelligence experts refuse to apologize for discrediting true uh, the true Hunter Biden story. So all these Biden officials, all these Bush officials, yes, Republicans can be bad too. All these uh, Clinton officials, they all came out, oh, no, no, this laptop story's fake. It's a... Uh, it's part of a opposition uh, campaign by the Russian government, and uh, they don't want Joe Biden to be president, although that's voting very well for Vladimir Putin right now. They all came out, no, 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 this isn't true. We know we, we have access to the information, all classified. The Hunter Biden story is not true. The laptop is not legit. They all signed on to this letter. <laughs> New York Post calls them this past week. Hey, you want to? You want to fess up? You want to admit that uh, you guys got it wrong and you straight up lied even though you knew it was true? Look, the thing is, folks, everybody in the D.C. circle, they all know this stuff. They all know that Hunter Biden is a dopehead and he likes prostitutes. They all know that. But they don't want to talk about it because we can't talk about that, even though if it's a Republican, they'll be glad to talk about it. But they, everybody in the D.C. circle, <laughs> the folks who've been there for 30 years, 30 years too long, they all know this stuff's legit. They all talk about it in their inner circles. They know who Hunter Biden is and what he does, and they know it's on the laptop. Uh, so to act as if they don't know or they were being misled, no, 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 no. We cannot, we cannot give them that much leeway. Um, so they refuse to apologize. But you ask, Walker, where are you taking this story? Because we got about two minutes left before the break. Here's where I'm taking the story, and it has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. The purpose of bringing this up is to cause us, to lead us to have hesitation and to have pause for who we trust, for who we believe. Because the same people that told us that the Hunter Biden laptop story was fake, it was disinformation, 
are the same people telling us we need to go into Ukraine and fight Putin and fight Russian troops in Ukraine. It's the same group, same group of folks, same crowd. It's the same crowd that botched the entire Afghanistan withdrawal. Same group of folks, same circle, same influence. The same, it's the same group that told us that Donald Trump was a Russian plant, that Donald Trump was installed by Vladimir Putin as president of the United States. It's the same group of people who pushed the genuine hoax, and that is the Russian hoax. Uh, by the way, this is the same group of people that that are for killing babies up until 40 weeks. This is the same crowd that is for the systemic murdering of innocent babies in the womb. Same party, same crowd, same media. So with all of the evidence of their lies, of their deception, of their misleading positions that are not in the best interest of this country and are not in the best interest of you and I as American citizens, I would hope that this mountain of evidence, and I could probably do four shows on all the mountain of evidence of lies and deception that these folks put forth, I would hope that this would lead you, the American people, to not trust a word that these people say. Don't trust a word that they say. That's why I've been questioning the veracity and the intention behind the whole Ukraine drama. Do we really want to do this? Is this in the best interest of our country? But too many Christians get swept up in the mainstream narratives that are established by the same power brokers that push this garbage. We get swept up in it, and before we know it, we are we are parroting, we are uh, gurgitating the talking points of the pagans. As Christians, let's stop getting our talking points and our public policy positions from the God-haters and the pagans and the baby murderers Let's start thinking for ourselves. As Paul says, let's start renewing our minds. Where do we renew our minds with? We renew it with Scripture, with God's Word. Let's start doing this now. Let's start thinking for ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. AFA at the Core will be back in just a few minutes. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines socialism as an economic system in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state. The distribution of goods are controlled by the state. It is a system where there is no private property. A stage of society, in Marxist theory, transitional between capitalism and communism. American socialists put the descriptor democratic in front of socialism because they hope to persuade you to vote for the elimination of private property. Make no mistake, socialism is socialism. There is no kinder, gentler form of it. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Is your daughter discerning her vocation? To the world, the word vocation refers simply to an occupation, but to Christians, vocation is so much more than work. It is the purpose and calling God placed on our hearts from the moment He created us. But beyond a calling to a specific task, duty, or role, discovering her vocation means your daughter is finding the fullness of the person God created her to be. Each beloved child of God has a vocation as unique as the body, intellect, and personality with which they were bestowed. Support your daughter through a season of discernment by praying that her vocation would be revealed, encouraging service to others and surrounding your family with a community of godly men and women who live out their calling. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. I know we're all praying for Ukraine, and Eastern Europe is a part of the world where Bible League has a very strong presence. In nearby Albania, Pastor Ephraim is preaching away one Sunday. There's a ruckus at the door. Who is it? 20 militant Muslims. They storm the pulpit, drag this man down the aisle. His family, many in the church who are new converts, are just horrified. They take this man to the front lawn where they beat him nearly to death. You know what his crime is? Very simply, that he has been patiently and winsomely sharing Christ with Muslims and atheists and they are coming to place their faith in Jesus Christ. But the leaders in those uh, movements are not happy. You know, when I ask him, how can we pray for you, brother? He did not say, pray for an end to our suffering. He says, pray that we'll see those around us as the mission field and more will come to Christ. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20 to Eastern Europe today. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give it sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Well, speaking of who you can trust and who you should listen to, uh, we try to have on guests each uh, week here that have uh, a little wisdom, a little insight uh, that is... uh, trustworthy for our audience here and we have uh, the same right now we've had we have on with us perry blackburn and momo two individuals that we interviewed a couple months ago as it relates to the situation in afghanistan and getting uh, not only american citizens but uh, other uh, individuals out of afghanistan and they're doing the same thing in ukraine Uh, perry and momo welcome to the core thank you for having us thanks thanks for having us Yeah. yeah hey momo absolutely glad to have you guys on um uh, Momo, tell us uh, where uh, w- what's the status of Afghanistan? Has that thing wrapped up? Is it still ongoing? What's going on in Afghanistan? Well, I think Perry should probably <clears throat> be the first, but um, we're still there, and we are still providing safe houses and food drops and evacuations to where we can get them to. Perry is probably better to elaborate on everything, but we are still very much involved in Afghanistan as it's a Every citizen there, unless you're the Taliban, you're held hostage. So mm. I would have to defer to Perry so he can tell it, tell you about all of our efforts. Sure. Go go ahead, Perry, on Afghanistan. No, yeah, so thanks, um, y'all, for having us again. Really appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to your listeners. Um, they're well-informed. They always come back to us and ask us more questions on AFT3.org, which is very helpful because we're still working the, those efforts. We're still resettling people 
within Afghanistan and out of Afghanistan. So after December 8th, a lot, the environment changed dramatically. So we went from being able to get people out through aircraft and different organizations and leveraging our skill sets and working through the government, and that stopped. Uh, since then, we've been doing more overland uh, evacuations in all legal aspects with either visas and or agreements that were made. So that continues. While we're doing that, we're feeding people, which has been very important because the winter, it, it was a hard winter in Afghanistan. There's no commerce going on. So we were, but we were able to bring foods from Pakistan into Afghanistan and feed people. Really, Momo headed that effort up. She did a wonderful job in, in putting together a nutritious package to feed people so they could get through the winter. And at the same time, staying a step ahead of the Taliban. While doing all this, pri this is a private citizen effort. Uh, very little NGO work has been done in Afghanistan or, for that matter, in the Ukraine. Most of everything is private citizens, just like the, the folks in your listeners that have joined our efforts after the last time we spoke, both financially and personally, have done a wonderful job in, in being able to create that, create that environment to help people. And that's where we're at in this. AFG Free, our organization is there to help the people because of all the chaos created by our government organization. Hey, uh, Perry, g give me that URL one more time so I can put it on my site. Sure, it's afgfree.org. And just join the team. <laughs> we've, we've done everything from we have these T-shirts that we made and people buy these T-shirts and we're able to take that money. <laughs> 100% of that money that we make and give it to um, our did, our grocer overseas and buy food with it. Perry, did you say AFP free? AFG. AFG, AFG free. All right. That's right. Dot org. Hey, uh, Perry, w one quick question before we jump into what's going on in Ukraine. Um, how are you guys set up? Are you a nonprofit? How are you guys set up to, to operate and handle donations? Strictly nonprofit, and we're probably one of the only nonprofits out there that 100% of what we take in, hmm. we put toward this effort. None of us get paid. We don't have a salary. Uh, we don't, we're not taking commissions. We're just putting all the money and resources toward helping people both in Afghanistan and now in Ukraine. Excellent. Well, uh, uh, Perry, go ahead and tell us what's going on in Ukraine, and then Momo, jump in whenever you would like. Thank you. Well, you're doing some of the same efforts, except it's kind of reversed. The we got to think of it in terms of geographical location. And, of course, Afghanistan, all the borders, the countries that are surrounding Afghanistan close their borders to Afghanistan, whereas the borders are open in uh, the Ukraine for folks to evacuate. So most of what we're doing is pushing supplies and, and our efforts into Ukraine while other folks are starting to help or help earlier on with getting our Amstits out of the Ukraine. And Momo has really done a fabulous job, once again, in, in spearheading the basic essential needs of what people need inside of Ukraine. Momo, is this is the situation on the ground? We, we see videos online. We see news reports. 
But what is the status of Ukraine? Is it the same in every pocket of the country, or does it depend on where, where people are? Eastern Ukraine has obviously been hit a lot harder as the Russians are trying to move to Kiev and, and leave and move over. But Eastern Ukraine was hit hard, and they, you know, again— I don't want to really say abandoned because they have the opportunity to still like the buses have been hit. They don't have the transportation completely like they did in the beginning, but, but to to compare Ukraine to Afghanistan, you can't because Afghanistan is literally a landlocked hostage situation. Hmm. Ukraine, there's borders open, there's avenues, there's ways like the way that we're able to get the medical supplies and the ISAT kits and the food and the diapers and the formula is we're working through, again, it's another underground railroad. It's another, like, we're a Christian organization, and a Christian organization that we're working with across the pond, we deliver it, and they have trucks of all chaplains across the Ukraine that literally, it's it's like a handoff. They hand off, the, these people need the diapers, these people need the medical, here here we go, here we go, and we're just getting it done. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have, we are an approved 501c3. Like Perry said, none of us get paid. It's not the point. This is an absolute God calling. It has mm. to be because we're absolutely out of our minds to keep doing this. But but people need us. People have to have us because we are not bureaucratic. Yeah, We're actually getting real stuff into real people's mouths and bodies and helping. It's the way uh, that a lot of the bureaucratic yeah. NGOs, are, it's just it's very frustrating. Yeah, to your point, Momo, the, I, I, t- I talk about it on my show often, private private and especially Christian entities are some of the most efficient charities and get the most done uh, around the world, no doubt about it. Uh, Perry, tell our audience, and really for my information as well, I'm sure you've been reading up and been familiar with the tension between Russia and Ukraine, probably even before this war broke out, um, at least as, as intense as, as it is now. We know eastern Ukraine's been a been a dividing point for a long time now, but what what led to this? I mean, what what do you think in your from your perspective was a final straw to and call to cause or to lead Russia to to go all out like this? I have to get, refer back to a lot of stuff that I've read and and remember I went through the Cold War in the army, so I understand Russian tactics. Uh, so if, and we can get to that 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 discussion in a second, but. So as you you look through all that and you listen to what Putin said, and if you take anything that he says um, with any amount of truth, it's got my thing. My my understanding of it is that he, when he said that the, there was a threat from the Ukrainian border to Russia, and that the U.S. had spent a lot of time, energy, and effort in Ukraine. And that the U.S. embassy was actually running the country of Ukraine, that to me said, okay, that's that's why he really, really thought he needed to do, do that. Secondly, it was the right time, in my opinion, uh, and that's because when we see what happened in Afghanistan, we see our leadership, we see that essentially a bunch of goat herders um, forced the issue into Afghanistan. And we had to literally negotiate with them in order to get our people out as, you know, the central world power of, of, of this universe brought down by goat herders. That is, was an open-ended opportunity for him 
as far as taking his strength against our weaknesses. And we're kind of seeing it play out um, because the world sits around and they talk about it and they hold meetings and lectures and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, the activity that's on the ground demonstrates exactly what he he is as a Russian, and that is punishing the enemy. Mm. That's their tactics, always has been. So all these folks that are talking about him being stalled and this critical activity and he didn't do this, well, that's Western tactics. Yeah, That's not Eastern Bloc tactics. Eastern Bloc tactics is exactly what we're seeing play out. Punish them to capitulation. And so, in that effort, that's why I think it's we particularly feel like even more important to help the people of Ukraine yes. as they sort through this with the things that Momo just talked about. Amen. And that that's the tragedy of it all, is you have innocent people, and I've said this from day one talking about the topic, um, you've got innocent people that are caught up uh, because uh, the people in charge are making bad decisions, um, and I'm sure we can spread blame across multiple countries and different leaders. Uh, Momo and Perry, thank you guys for what you do. It, it truly is a calling, uh, helping innocent people in need. God bless you, and we'll have you on again. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you all. God all bless right. you, Momo. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, uh, Momo and Perry. AFGfree.org is our website. That was set up during the Afghanistan debacle led by the Biden administration. And uh, so you can find out more information about their work there. We'll also link to this at the uh, podcast page at AFR.net. We'll link uh, through to that. Well, uh, Perry Blackburn and I did not even talk before the show, uh, at least in in any kind of uh, depth. But he affirmed what I had been reading uh, all along as far as uh, what really led Russia to advance when they did combination of factors between uh, the U.S. really heavily being involved in Ukraine and some some people that are in the know even say that, I mean, the, the State Department was basically running Ukraine um, before all of this. And then um, uh, Russia has been warning about NATO flushing up against its borders for, for a long time now. I mean, Putin has said, though, I played the clip from Biden back in the 90s where uh, Biden said, "If basically, if NATO keeps flushing up on Russia's borders, we're going to cause Russia to attack NATO. Uh, so, so we can't act like we didn't know what was going to happen, or we uh, America hasn't been warned. Um, the handwriting was on the wall, to say the least. Um, and but but it's good that we have Christians, and we got to have this helping innocent people." Some of these people in Ukraine are believers as well, uh, but helping innocent people who are caught up in in this terrible situation uh, through no uh, leading or cause of their own. Very similar situation happened in Afghanistan. Uh, so we got to help innocent people, uh, many of them who aren't able to help themselves. So uh, good for them. And there's I know there's other ministries like Samaritan's Purse that are out there uh, doing work on the ground to help people in a very efficient way without corruption which is refreshing because uh, Ukraine is a notoriously corrupt nation, and uh, I'm, I'm very hesitant to just throw cash at it unless we know where the money's going, know where the supplies are going. And with Christian organizations, you can bet that the money is going where they say it is going to go. Uh, speaking of uh, this entire topic, I'm going to play a few clips here. Uh, Steve Dace put together this uh, montage, really giving us a synopsis of 
what's going on in Ukraine and, and the leader Zelensky, his, his plea before Congress for what? More money. And then the no-fly zone, which he repeated again the other day, even though that's a terrible idea, and we talked about why last week. Let's play clip one. Listen to this montage put together by a good friend, Steve Dace. It seems Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has taken that post in the hearts and minds of many Westerners. He addressed Congress this morning, part of it in English, and tried once again to drag America into a third world war. We need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor. Terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. And at the leader of my nation, I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Kevin McCarthy, after listening to Zelensky once World War III. Ukrainian people cannot wait months. The world cannot wait months if we sit by and watch innocent people being murdered. Joe Biden, your thoughts? A little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the First Lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. Nancy Pelosi, your thoughts. Putin is trying to bait the trap so that uh, we co- go in, and that's the beginning, could be the beginning of World War III. Uh, Putin, totally irresponsible, using weapons that are not allowed under the Geneva Con- Convention. Putin, who uh, threatens chem- use of chemical weapons, um, nuclear, and the rest. So they know that we can't, but it's the ask. Myself, when I see that, that those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that air co- uh, them having more planes might be useful, but that I'm not a, a military sp- strategist. No, you're not. And I'm so thankful to God that you're not but a they're military so eloquent. They're strategist. So eloquent. Folks, that's leading our country out there. Biden, McCarthy, Pelosi, and others leading our country down the path of destruction. We need new leaders. We need moral leaders. We need leaders with a Christian worldview. And we need leaders that are focused, first and foremost, on America and her people. AFA at the core. Be back in just a few minutes. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow 
political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. This is the sound of not just one, not just two, but three heartbeats. Heartbeats that were birthed through the ministry of preborn. The heartbeat of a preborn baby can be heard as early as six weeks on ultrasound. The sound of a heartbeat changes everything. I came seeking termination, but once I got here and I took an ultrasound, I was overjoyed when I found out that I was having three baby boys. The Ministry of Preborn is the largest provider of free heartbeats for moms in crisis in America and the direct competition to Planned Parenthood. By letting a mother see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she'll choose life 80% of the time, and this time there were three. To find out more, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Last segment, we interviewed uh, Perry Blackburn and Momo, the two individuals that uh, we talked to about Afghanistan. They were they are uh, private citizens. Uh, uh, Perry with military background, and Momo as well, I believe, uh, both uh, helping um, American citizens. They both helped American citizens get out of Afghanistan, also helped uh, those with SIV or special immigrant visas get out of Afghanistan, and they're doing something similar in Ukraine, although a different situation, but uh, they're doing the same type activity in Ukraine, getting uh, Christians out of there, American citizens and others who want out of Ukraine. Uh, so that's who we interviewed last segment. And I want to well, welcome to the line a special guest uh, of the ministry here, Paul Brown, Dr. Brown out of uh, Georgia, running for the 10th Congressional District there in Georgia. Dr. Brown, welcome to the Corps. I am absolutely honored to be with you and your listeners, Walker. It's, it's such a pleasure to be with you. I have been honored in the past and blessed in the past to be on on y'all's uh, AFA network with your granddaddy and your daddy, and and it's just a great honor to be with you. And you're coming from a good district there. 
Um, you've had uh, that district has had some very quality uh, congressmen in the past. I know uh, you've represented it before. You mentioned earlier during the break. Uh, well, tell our audience a little bit about your background and uh, what led you to to want to serve as a congressman. Well, my spiritual gift that the Lord gave me actually when I was knit together in my mother's womb was serving, and that's what led me into being a medical doctor. I'm a family practitioner. I was elected to Congress in a special election in 2007. I served the same district for four terms. I left it when I ran unsuccessfully for the U.S. Senate here in Georgia. Now the opportunities, uh, the Lord's opened up an opportunity for me to try to regain that Georgia 10 U.S. House district seat. I have represented the entire district as it's currently redrawn. uh, I've represented every county. I have people come up to me all the time and say, Dr. Brown, we need you back in Washington now more than ever. And and these are people I don't even know uh, that come up to tell me that very frequently. And the reason for that is the people of this district that knew me as their congressman know what I did and how I operated. They know the congressman I will be because they know the kind of congressman I have been. I used, Walker, four questions in evaluating all legislation. All four questions had to be uh, yes for me to vote yes. The first one is, is it moral and right? We only have one standard what's moral and right, and that's what God gives us uh, in what I call the manufacturer's handbook, God's inerrant word, the Holy Bible. So is it biblically correct? Secondly, is it constitutional according to the original intent of our founding fathers? Is it one of the 18 enumerated powers and only 18 enumerated powers that Congress has the authority to make laws about? Mm. So is it, is it biblically correct? Is it constitutional according to the original intent? The third question, do we need it? And the fourth, can we afford it? By voting according to those four questions, I was rated as the most conservative member of the entire U.S. House of Representatives. And what I offer to the American people, and actually I'm unique nationwide, I think, in this offering, is that I get my seniority back. I get, I'll be back in leadership. I was the chairman of the Science Investigations Committee, and I have, a, I think, an excellent opportunity to regain that chairmanship back. The American people deserve to know the truth about COVID. They're not being given the truth by Dr. Fauci. We're going to have an in-depth hearings. We're going to look into the virus totally from a scientific basis, not this fake science that Dr. Fauci has been giving us. Hmm. We're going to look into Dr. Fauci and all of his associates and his collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, He has undoubtedly been uh, uh, collaborating and conspiring with our enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. And if we find evidence, I'm going to refer uh, Dr. Fauci over for prosecution. Uh, certainly, everybody needs to have their day in court. But frankly, I think he ought to be in on trial for murder too, because he is he has gotten the FDA to outlaw treatment that I give yes. to my patients. Yes, I I, I, I prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine for my patients, and and it's been basically banned by the FDA for doctors like me to prescribe that. And we're going to bring all those scientific data out so that the American people know the truth. They're going to know the truth about the shots, which are not vaccines. They're actually genetic modifications of our DNA when we get the shots. Hmm. We're going to show that the mask and the mask mandates are totally useless. They are scientifically, they're useless in preventing a person from contracting 
COVID. They're useless in in preventing someone with COVID from spreading it to other people. We're going to look at all the psychological uh, effects to our children. To We're going to look at all the economic repercussions of Fauci's uh, irrational, ir, uh, irresponsible government response to this virus. We must, Walker, never let this happen again. We should, I can tell you as a medical doctor, we should never yeah. shut our economy down. Yeah. And, and, and it can't happen again. Yeah. And, and another thing that happens has to happen beyond the investigation is we have to dismantle the bureaucratic state. Uh, because because we can investigate all day long and we can have hearings, but if the bureaucrats still have the power, uh, you and I know that this kind of garbage is going to happen again. Uh, Doctor Brown, let me let me ask you let me ask you this, um, because you've been in Washington before, uh, you're you're possibly going to go back a, a, as another as a congressman again. When in Washington D.C., from your perspective, having been there before, what what seems to be the biggest problem when it comes to elected officials getting elected on one thing going to washington and they just totally start squirming they they don't do what they say they're going to do what seems to be the problem there well in fact my good friend jim jordan congressman from ohio just released a book saying that's entitled do what you said you would do and walker that's exactly what you're referring to and the answer to your question is most members of Congress, the vast, vast majority, even those who claim to be Christian conservatives and the most conservative members tend to uh, tend to cave in. And the reason for that is the principle, the one principle that most elected people in Washington are going to stand firm on is their reelection bid. Mm-hmm. They'll say and do anything to get elected or get reelected. We've been burned over and over again. In fact, I'm telling people in Georgia 10, with me, it's not a guess or a gamble. It's a guarantee because they can know the kind of congressman I have been, will be, because they can look at the congressman that I have been. They'll know how I vote because I'm going to use those four questions again Hmm. when I go back to Washington. But it's, uh, I have seen people who, when they first came to Congress, they uh, stood firm, even as an original intent constitutionalist. And they'll start off uh, on the conservative rating service being in the 90s. I know one who came who claimed to be an original intent constitutionalist, started voting that way. But before he left Congress, he was down in the 40 percent. And it's because of the pressures. And I never caved in. In fact, Madison Project, which is a group in Washington that is dedicated to electing Christian conservatives to Congress, uh, both U.S. House and Senate, said this about me, quote, It is not an exaggeration to say that Congressman Paul Brown has sustained the most conservative voting record over the longest period of time of any sitting Republican in Congress. Mm. Even the fiercest conservative fighters tend to succumb to the establishment meat grinder after a few years. Paul Brown has been inviolable, unquote. I had to look up inviolable, Walker, (laughs) because that's not a word. Yeah, yeah, you're an old Southern boy like me. Keep it simple. Right. It means that I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to bow down. I'm, that I'm unassailable, that I'm going to stand fast. And I, I, I pledge to the people of Georgia, I pledge to the people of America. If it's not if it's not biblically correct, if it's not constitutional according to the original intent, if we if it's not needed and if or if it's not affordable, 
then I'm going to vote no. And all four of those questions had to be yes for me to vote yes. By the way, let me uh, uh, remark about your previous segment. Listening to Nancy Pelosi, medically we call that disconjugate thought process. That is a sign of dementia. Yeah, She must be as, almost as demented as our current president is. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them need to have a, a mental capacity examination. And I, I charge their constituents, I charge the folks in Washington, I, I challenge you to do a mental, a, a mental evaluation on Nancy Pelosi and on our so-called president. Yeah, and all all elected officials should have that done. I mean, that's, that should be a no-brainer, uh, no pun intended. The president, uh, President <laughs> President Trump, had it done. And he had the information released. Um, so uh, that that should be a minimum requirement uh, for for every elected official, just so that their voters can have confidence uh, that hey, these Absolutely. folks know what they're doing and they're competent. Uh, Doctor Brown uh, from Tenth uh, Congressional District in Georgia, thank you for coming on the show. Well, my well, people can contact me by going on my website. It's paulbrown.com, P-A-U-L-B-R-O-U-N. It's U, not of a W. My family either can't spell or can't pronounce. <laughs> I'm not sure which, but paulbrown.com. They can contribute. They can uh, they can help me. They can contact me, paul, at paulbrown.com. I'm eager to serve my Lord Jesus Christ in Washington, and I'm eager to serve the people of this nation, and I have unique credentials to be able to get that message out to the people so we don't ever have this uh, tragedy that's gone on with the COVID virus to ever happen again. It must not ever happen again, and I'm in a unique position to make sure that it doesn't. All right. Thank you, Dr. Brown. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Paul. God bless. Bye. All right. There you have it. That's uh, Dr. Paul C. Brown, Jr., MD out of Georgia. He's running for the 10th Congressional District. He's been a sitting congressman before, and uh, he's running again uh, for that seat there in Georgia. Well, I pulled uh, Dr. Brown up on the iVoter Guide, iVoterGuide.com, which uh, is a division of AFA Action, uh, which is the governmental affairs affiliate of AFA. And so the whole candidate profiles up there, the rating. Uh, that uh, AI Voter Guide panelist gave them all the research, all the data is there on iVoterGuide.com. So we'll link to that from our podcast page at AFR.net. But, you know, as I said to Dr. Brown, and I'll, I'll say it again, uh, folks, um, I'm about burnout on investigations. I don't know about you, but I'm about burnout on investigations. Uh Investigations can expose uh, deception. They can expose lies, um, and they're needed in in in, in its in proper uh, places and context. Uh, but we've got to dismantle this bureaucratic state. We have to dismantle this bureaucratic state uh, to where people like Dr. Fauci and the FDA and the CDC they don't have they don't have authority to block medication. They don't have the authority to block treatments, and, and and we've got to get doctors as well to understand that. Just because the CDC says something doesn't mean it's gospel. And uh, gospel, not in a biblical sense, but the word gospel also means the truth, uh, and it can be used in other sen- in other uh, uh, contexts as well. Uh, so uh, we've got to get doctors, medical professionals, to understand just because the FDA says something or because the CDC says something uh, doesn't mean it's gospel. Um, they got to be able to use their own decision-making, use their own uh, wisdom and insight, and stop relying on these major agencies to make every single decision for them. 
um, and, and has been the case uh, for some time. Uh, jumping back into some of the other topics uh, for the show today, um, thought this uh, this rant on CNBC was quite humorous. It's only about 19 seconds, but uh, the CNBC host Rick Santelli, he's on, uh, he runs the, uh, does all the market commentary with a couple others as well on the show uh, on the CNBC network. But he was talking about how the Democrats can't help but continue to politicize inflation. Clip three, let's listen. This inflation news is going to be tough for the administration. Nothing, Joe, nothing has been more politicized than inflation. Just let's harken back to all the things we've been through. First, it was transitory. Then inflation is good. Then we went to corporate greed. Now we're at Putin. <laughs> all right. There, there's the three excuses put together by Rick Santelli, not Walker. But here you go. Uh, transitory then it's uh first it was transitory which what did i say from the get-go i mean i hate to bring up that i was right on my own show but why not why not i said from the very uh, uh early of this entire inflation story in the very early weeks of it i said we all know this inflation is not transitory i played the clips of all the, quote, experts saying that this is transitory, it'll go away, just uh, <laughs> tough it out. And I said, and we had on Dan Celia, we had on others, uh, we brought in stories to corroborate what I thought, and that is that this is not a transitory problem because the underpinnings of the inflation problem were not temporary. Uh, they were being put in place as permanent problems by the Biden administration. And then they started saying, well, it's corporate greed. The, the, the corporations are charging too much for, for products. Now it's Putin's fault. It's uh, Putin's gas hike is what they said, even though gas has been going up since Biden was inaugurated. Let's don't believe the lies, folks. Let's seek for the truth. And uh, let's see through the distortion. And we'll continue to help you do that here on The Core. Walker Wildman will be back tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.